Hello, hello, my beautiful Crips and Walkers. Welcome back to Handy Schlepped. And I hate to break it to you, but on today's episode, we are going to discuss why it's not all about you. Coming right up on Handy Schlepped. It is so good to be with you all again. Today is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021, and I hope all of you are having a blessed March so far. Only, we're only a couple days in, obviously, uh, but I don't know about you all, but I'm just having some trouble sleeping lately. Like, I go to bed for maybe four hours, five hours, and then I wake up for another two or three hours just laying there uh, trying to get help tossing and turning uh, for the remainder of the night early morning and I don't know what it is I think like ever since I came home from the hospital in November I've just been having that type of sleep pattern so for all that are listening uh, if you could just keep me in your prayers Please, I'm going to go see the doctor on Friday to get an understanding of all this. Um, maybe it's something in my subconscious that's been repressed, or maybe it's all kinds of other things. I don't know. Like, I know, like, factors that are contributing to it. Um, like, maybe it's just things from my past or people from my past that my brain has been trouble having trouble letting go of or repressing and then it's coming out subconsciously in my dreams or um maybe it's just the way i'm laying positional i don't know it could be any any one of those things and it's just kind of taking a toll on me with my attitude and my energy i'm just tired and i'm just i want a full night's sleep and I'm sure my parents would appreciate a full night's sleep as well for once. So uh, if y'all could keep me in your prayers, that would be really great. And now, today we are going to uh, talk a little bit about how the world does not revolve around you. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'm sorry the hard truth is hurtful. <laughs> but uh, I bring this up today because... Uh, at my own church, we are finishing up the series that I've been talking about with them. Um, that my pastor and I called it the I Love series, um, which is all about idolatry. Like, I love this, I love that. And sometimes we love these things more than we love God Himself. And I've been thinking a lot about, like, a lot of other Christians in my life, Christians that I know of, and Christians that I've surrounded myself with in years past, including um, some like college classmates I had, or uh, people I see on social media, etc. And I see, I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's like a teaching or an uh, uh, interpretation of scripture that's exclusive to the millennials or people in my age group, but that's why I see, seem to observe the most prominence of it. Like uh, people that are 
in their mid to late 20s um, seem to have really ignited this type of um, human, humanistic and theological thinking. And that's the cliche of, I need to do me. I need to focus on me. I need to do what's right for me. I did this. I did that. I need to keep it all about me right now. And um, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt in that. And I typically see this in people who have just gone through a difficult experience. So I'm not going to discredit them there. I mean, we all go through a lot of trash and difficulties and struggles each and every day. And it's just unbelievable uh, tribulations that we all experience. So I'm not going to discredit them there, but what I'm seeing is a sense of, like, I need to gain control back in my life. And I just see so many people, my age especially, going on these um, monologues, these written monologues online, for sure, on how they may have just gone through something, and now is the time for them to, I have to reprioritize my whole life, or they need to refocus in different ways in their lives, in ways that will benefit them the most, in ways that will make everything about themselves and their recuperation and their own healing, which is on paper great. That's awesome. I give you credit for that as well, but like, when did this become such a contamination in Christian circles and a contamination in especially the young Christians who seem to have such a strong tug of war and assimilation between theology and secular slash humanistic principles? Um, like it's, you can't distinct them anymore. You can't distinguish them to the point where people eat this up, where they confuse it with biblical theology when it's really your own theology, your own way of scripture, your own way of who God is, where you are the one who controls where your life goes and and who decides your role in your life. Um, yeah, that's true to a point, but we mix that up with putting ourselves first before God, with putting us before what God has said about us already. And I just don't understand why it's so powerful in the young Christian community where, uh, for example, you look at the verses like Philippians 4.13. I can do all these things to Christ who strengthens me. We use that, or I should say we misuse that all the time as a means to help us in the most random, trivial, mundane things that have nothing to do 
with what Paul is professing there, or confessing there, I should say. Um, Paul's predicament was that despite my trials and tribulations, despite my current confinement and all of my suffering that I've been through in my life and right now, I, he's saying I can endure and I can get through and I can get, go through all this, these things specifically through Christ alone, who is the solo provider of the strength to get me by. For it is not by our own strength that we like to boast about, but God's strength. And I, I just can't comprehend it sometimes among my own brothers and sisters, how we are taking God's place without us even knowing it. Thinking like, okay, I have all these things set and I'm going to do them all by me. I'm going to make my whole life about me, myself, and I. And, you know, I get the typical response of, you go, man, or you go, girl. It's your way and the way you want it. And no, these are not the ways that we are called to be. These are not biblical. These are not true Christian perspectives. Do people that say these things that feel like they need to post a four-paragraph monologue on taking back control of their life. And I see this in the disabled community all the time too. Like we need to, I've talked about this before briefly, but we're like, we need to, um, like we have to post something of validation all about us to be reminded that, okay, I'm fine. I'm the one that's still in control. And it's my life. My life goes however the way I want it to be. And if you're a Christian, you should know better in that making it about us is far from what Christ says. Far from what Christ died for. I think it goes all the way back to the basic question that I wish I could ask some of these people, my own groups that I've um, gone through and came out of or passed by over the years. And I would love to just ask you now, what is a Christian? What is a Christian? You'll hear many answers of, well, a Christian is someone who loves unconditionally no matter what. A Christian is someone who uh, is able to always welcome someone with arms wide open and to love on them no matter what. The love, love, love emphasis. That I, that I call it the K-love effect, where uh, everything is so uh, lovey-dovey and totally ignorant of the rest of God's attributes. Yes. God is a God of love, but he is so much more than that. Do we even know what the attributes of God are anymore? Do we even talk about them in our churches, in our Bible studies, 
in our group studies, personal studies, uh, however you may look at it, but we have lost what it means to be a Christian. It's not about us. It's not about needing to uh, get validation from other people to make us feel like we're doing the right thing, to affirm our self-focused and self-affirming attitudes. Like we're the ones that have it all together because we've suddenly had a great epiphany to make the focus all about us, to cut out any form of, po of toxicity that would include part of our community. No, what is a Christian? Simply put, a Christian is one who surrenders all to Christ to die to ourselves. To die to yourself, surrendering the old Adam, the old self that you always claim as your natural self. The natural self you speak so fondly of, the person that was born this way, the person that always says, I am who I am, so just accept me for who I am. No, when you are a true Christian, a true disciple of Christ, that old self of yours is gone. They are dead. And born again are you in Christ alone. Into the identity of his image. Where your natural urges and your natural responses and all your claims of I am who I am. No, those are now under the grace of Christ. And no longer are you your natural state. No longer are you in a place where it's about you, where it's about how much worth you can bring to the table, how much control you think you have. Um, we read in Galatians chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. I have been crucified, this is Paul talking, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. So I say it's not about what we can do. It's not about making ourselves look like we have it all together or like we have some great new personal new age revelation that says you are the boss of your life. You are the one who gave yourself the life you have. God gives us this by his grace. Another aspect we can observe this in is a really difficult topic for all of you, I understand, but it is the topic of forgiveness. We hear all the time of, how do I forgive someone? Um, can I forgive myself? Um, 
how do I forgive? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, um, especially with Christians. I know I'm saying this a lot. I don't mean to sound like I'm bashing believers or I'm bashing the church or anything. I'm just speaking up on what's becoming so obvious in the church and how we are using these mindsets to be more accepted in the world instead of just passing through the world. And I talk about forgiveness today as well because we often feel like forgiveness is something we have the authority to judge. Uh, like Someone recently was talking about how we feel guilt that forgiveness is something we can't do to ourselves. You know, like people say, well, I can't forgive myself for doing that. No, do not listen to that in your head. Forgiveness is a graceful aspect of God's love and his mercy and his justice and his holiness on top of that, which are other attributes of God, which we will talk about in a future episode the characteristics of God, the attributes of God, to know more who God is. But right now, I'm going to tell you that even in my own life, I felt like I couldn't forgive myself of certain things. Or I thought I would hate myself forever, be mad at myself forever for screwing up in certain relationships or saying things to someone I regretted doing things to myself. But then this goes back to us feeling like we have the control, making it about us. Under the false teaching that I need to do me and give myself time. No. It's not about giving yourself grace or giving yourself time or giving yourself the power to forgive. Forgiveness is God's will, not ours. Forgiveness is God's will, not our own. For forgiveness is something, true forgiveness, I should say, is only offered by Christ. The forgiveness of our sins the forgiveness to bring us into his kingdom. And I tell you again that it's not about us. When we sin or when we make offense to someone, we make offense to that person, but we ultimately offend God. We sin against him. Which is why forgiveness is under God's authority, not ours. And when we feel like we have that power to forgive, um, we can hold on to it as long as we please. But we're not changing. We're using forgiveness for our own, how should I say this? For our own motive, hanging on to it when we are deciding when it is okay to forgive or not forgive ourselves.
No, it's about forgiveness of others. The relationship of all of those around us and your relationship with God. That's where it's affected. To say you can't forgive yourself is a very relatable feeling, but it's not the way God wants you to feel, nor is it biblical, because forgiveness is up to God, and he has already forgiven you on the cross. The question is, will you or will you not receive that grace? Have you truly humiliated yourself to surrender to God all the way? Or do you still feel like that it's still about you? All about how you made the changes in your life. You're the one that's changing yourself. You're the one making the focus about you ignoring everybody else and making all your accomplishments things that you did on your own. When God is the one who truly transforms us. We read in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove that what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect or full. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Unquote. In other words, again, it's not about us. It's not about you and you getting your own way in life. It's not about you having your own power to do and to be. It's not about us or yourself. You didn't get to where you are all on your own. We didn't get to where we are all on our own. We don't give ourselves life, but by the grace of God are we where we are and why we are still alive. Why we get to wake up every morning to take that breath of fresh air every day. To live in his grace. To walk in his spirit. That's why I remind you that every day, whatever you do, whether it's a big or small accomplishment, it doesn't matter, always give glory to God. Whether it's a private thing or a public announcement, like uh, a lot of us like to do with our little 
public monologues always give glory to God. Every time, each and every day. For every breath we take is through his love and his grace. Let's pray together, shall we? Dear gracious Father, we come before you right now, Lord God. Whether it's someone who is disabled or not disabled, Lord God, I give you your glory today. We all do, Lord. Forgive us of all of our sins this past day, Lord. Forgive us for not acknowledging you, Lord God. Forgive us for not surrendering to you every day, Lord. For making it all about us and not about you, Lord. For you're the one that gives us all of our abilities, our breath of life, and just who we are and who we are created to be. For you know our life before we even realize it. You know every word we speak, every thought we have, and every action we take. For you are the one always in control. For you are the one that has made us be. I thank you so much, Lord, for all who are listening. Bless all those who are listening. Bless this podcast. Let it help all those who are suffering, Lord, and going through difficult trials and tribulations. Lord God, even in disability, for you are always there, Lord God. We surrender it all to you. Help us to always focus on you and not make it about ourselves. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to thank you all again for listening to this episode of Handy Schlepp. If you wish to continue the conversation, please message me on facebook.com slash jordanschrader or you can email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. Until then, thank you so much. God bless you. Take care and stay classy.